Okay, I see how it is. You're a go-getter. You're a risk-taker. You jump out of the box, out of the boat, and into the ocean. Because today, you've decided to take this leap with me. And trust me, on your drive to work or on your morning jog, to hit play on this podcast. And I'm very thankful. I think you made a great decision. Let's enjoy this journey together. Let's go. John 17 and 14. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. If you know me, you will quickly find that I'm a little bit of a nerd. I enjoy random information. I enjoy things like science, history, and marine biology. I know, I know. This don't even start. I know it's nerdy. And sometimes I find myself reading about random things such as whales and sea turtles, and it fascinates me. Whales, dolphins, and sea turtles. With a splash of color, they bring life to the ocean, and they come in all shapes and sizes. They are extremely different from one another, but they have one detrimental thing in common. None of them can breathe underwater. And although they live in the water, marine mammals like whales, dolphins, as well as reptiles like sea turtles, need to breathe air. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, they need to breathe air just like me and you. And they spend their life swimming in the ocean with a constant awareness that they must still come to the surface of the water from time to time to take a breath of air. So, you've taken this dive with me. Bear with me for just a moment. I promise I'm going somewhere. They live their entire life in a world that they were not designed to live in. They can dive thousands of feet into the ocean, but they would drown if it were not for a world above them that they never see. They are completely reliant on the world above them to survive in the world that is all around them. They learned that the deeper you go, the darker it gets, and the harder it becomes to get back to the surface. So, Nathan... I tuned into your noteworthy podcast today. I was hoping I'd learn something rather than just about whales. Okay, hold on. Calm down. Here's my question. If a whale is smart enough to figure out that they need oxygen from the world above them to survive, why can't some Christians figure out that they cannot survive if they do not stay connected to the world above them? If a turtle knows that he needs oxygen from above, a Christian should know that they need to go to church every chance they get. And if a dolphin figured out his reliance on a world that he's never seen, why can't some believers have faith to believe that the breath of God is coming from an unseen world? 
And I've got a word for somebody that's listening today. You were made and designed for another world. And that is why you have this desire in your heart for God. Maybe you're listening today and you don't believe in God and you're looking for answers. Maybe this podcast can help you. Maybe we can take this journey together. Sit down, put some creamer in your coffee, and let's talk about it. You better take a trip to the surface every chance that you get if you're a whale because you know that if you run out of breath and you're too deep in the water, that could be the worst mistake you could ever make. And the deeper you go into this world, ladies and gentlemen, the farther you get away from that world, which is heaven. And I want to remind somebody today that we live in this world, but Jesus said we're not of this world. You were created with an intelligent design. Jesus said, I have given them thy word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Interesting equation. C.S. Lewis, one of my favorite writers, said, If I find in myself desires which nothing in this world can satisfy, the only Logical explanation is that I was made for another world, end of quote. Some people are so earthly-minded that they are of no heavenly good. You were not designed to survive in this world without the help of a heavenly world above them. So, ladies and gentlemen, why are we not praying? And listen, I'm talking to myself here. I'm not pointing the finger at you because then there's three-pointed back at me. Why don't we take the time and take that trip to the surface and pray and worship and read our word because that world above us, that airflow, I'm feeling a preach right now, that flow in the heavens above us is the only way we're going to survive as men and women of faith down here. It's the only way we're going to live for him. It's a tale of two worlds, ladies and gentlemen. The book of Matthew tells a tale of these two worlds colliding. He says in Matthew 18 and 18, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So I'm telling you, if we're going to see revival in these last days, we're going to have to pray that our earthly world would collide with this heavenly world. We are not of this world. Okay. Rant over. Breathe easy. Breathe easy. Let's talk about music for a minute. And I want to talk to you about the origin of music. and Where does it come from? Who created it? Where did this whole thing start, these musical notes and these scales and the treble clef and the bass? Where did all this begin? And it's a major part of society, and it's a major part of almost everybody's everyday life. Now, I want to go ahead and warn you at this point in the show, if you do not want to hear a biblical view of this concept, you probably want to go ahead and turn this podcast off and change to another show because 
This is going to be from a historical point of the Bible. I believe that the Word of God is true. I believe that it is a book of history. I believe it's a book of poems. I believe it's a book of facts. And it can be scientifically proven. If somebody tells you that um, there is no science to back up the Bible, they are lying to you. I will not bore you with all the terminology and research right now. You can go look it up for yourself. Do a little bit of study for yourself. But there are many scientists that believe every single word of the Word of God. And they have studied the earth. They've studied biology. They've studied all of that and and they've studied history they've researched and they can validate that the word of god is true it's too accurate not to be true i can't remember the exact quote but somebody said an interesting fact about how if jesus is not real this is the greatest lie the greatest conspiracy of all time because of all the thousands of people in history that witnessed his miracles and saw what he was all about. Wow, if this was all fake, this is the greatest lie of all time. It's too crazy not to be true. And there's a reason that when you lift your hands and somebody's singing about that name of Jesus and you feel the presence of God, you're feeling something real. And yes, maybe it's a world above you that you can't see. Maybe you live in the ocean, for our little illustration here. And maybe you're suffocating in the reality of the world around you because you weren't designed to live here without that trip to the surface. It's real. It's real. So, music. This is one of the reasons why music is so powerful, and that's why I've given you such a long introduction here, because music, just like we were not designed for this earth, and, and, and there is a heavenly father, there is a two-world collision, I want you to understand that why music is so powerful is because music was not created on earth. Music was created in heaven. There's a great video on this uh, on YouTube by Brother Court Chavis, and he talks about the power of music and listening to Christian music and secular music, and I recommend you go watch it. It's very powerful, and he articulates it a little better than I can, but go check it out. Before Lucifer was cast out of heaven, yes, Satan, he was the angel of worship. Lucifer did not create music, but he was placed in charge of it. Okay, the devil did not create music. Jesus created music. It was created in heaven to glorify him. This is bigger than we are, guys. When you begin to sing about Jesus, it's bigger than you are. This was not created here. You're entering into, woo, hallelujah. You're entering into a heavenly realm now. Ezekiel. Chapter 28 and verse 13 is where we start to see where it all began. It says, You were in Eden. This is talking about Lucifer, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes. If I were preaching right now, I would say, Everybody say music. And hopefully the congregation would say music. (laughs) The timbrel and pipes, that's music, guys. Music. 
It says that it was prepared for you on the day you were created. This goes back long before we ever got here. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. Ezekiel 28 and 15, you were perfect in all your ways from the day you were created until, oh, that's a hard word in scripture, until iniquity was found in you. Hear me right now, if you haven't heard anything else I've said on this episode, I want you to hear that Satan hates it when you sing and worship because that used to be a part of his heavenly job description. When you worship, you are not performing an earthly action. I need you to take this journey. I need you to grasp this. This is, this is the most important point about music that we're going to make today. When you worship, you are not performing an earthly action. You are performing a heavenly action. You can't take money with you. You can't take your car with you. You can't take your job with you. But our worship is going to heaven with us. Why? Why can we take that and not everything else? Because it was not made here. It was created there. Music was created in heaven. Worship was created in heaven. And so you can take that heavenly attribute with you, that act of worship. Listen, what you do in worship is something that you will get to do for all of eternity you're just warming up down here God loves music so much that he didn't just reserve it for mortals like me and you interesting have I lost my mind am I crazy well you decide the angels sing and Jesus sings Zephaniah 317 the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love and he will joy over thee with singing. When you sing, God joins in. What a powerful thing. What a powerful thought. What a powerful revelation. So I want you to think right now about the most powerful worship experience that you've ever been a part of. And this is a question that I love to ask guests on my show because I love to hear about what God has done for them. And I love to hear about what God has done for you because it blesses me when I think about what God has done for me. When you begin to pray in the Spirit and you begin to worship and lift up praises to your God, there is something powerful that happens. And that's why maybe you're listening and you've visited a church and you thought it was just craziness and you couldn't wrap your mind around what was happening. But you felt something. You know that it was real. God's dealing with you. God is talking to you. And there's something heavenly that's happening in your life. And I want to encourage you to pray. Talk to God. Prayer is how we communicate with Him. 
and his word called the Bible is how he communicates with us in order to have relationship which is a two-way relationship we have to pray and we have to get into his word so he can speak to us so where did this all start it didn't start with the Beatles it didn't start with Beethoven no this thing goes way back and it was designed and created for him John saw a glimpse of that world he saw a glimpse of that glory in Revelation 21 he says I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea verse 4 and God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes and they shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away guys when you sing about the name of Jesus you're getting a glimpse of that world that John was talking about I was not created for this world I was created for another world and it takes us back to that CS Lewis quote that tells us that there must the only logical explanation is that we were made for something else we were made for somewhere else I know this has been kind of a deep episode this is a short episode today I don't have a guest on my show and I want to thank you for listening my goodness we have listeners in 25 states and five different countries and I know you guys love it when I have a guest on the show I uh, it's been a crazy week of, of conference and we just got back from the studio and I wasn't able to book a guest on the show but I feel like it's important that we realize that when we sing to God don't let the devil act like we're just going through the motions which is something we do before the preaching that's a lie Satan is lying to you no you're placing yourself in a different realm you're entering into a heavenly place so that when the preacher comes to that pulpit and he begins to speak the Word of God your heart and your spirit and your mind are in the right place to receive what God has for you so if you're gonna sing if you're gonna write music if you're gonna write lyrics it's very important that we're singing about the right thing because the second that Lucifer got his priorities wrong and he decided he wanted to glorify himself over God guess where he ended up he ended up like lightning shot down from heaven and there's a reason why Satan hates you when you worship and when you praise God you're doing what he used to do you're replacing him in heaven Christians worshipers I'm writing out your job description right now and it looks very similar to what Lucifer used to do in heaven there's a reason that he hates you there's a reason that he wants to discourage you there's a reason he wants to poison you and isn't it interesting that most of the music in pop culture most worldly music is glorifying what self 
It's all about self. What can I do for beautiful me? How can I love myself more? But notice the atmosphere changes when it's not about us and it's about him. How can I decrease so that he can increase? How can I sing to him and worship him and love him more? And when you begin to do that, there's something powerful that happens. I heard Brother Raymond Woodward preach last night at our Georgia District Conference, and he made an interesting observation about music. And I'll leave you with this. Is that in past generations, they used to always sing about God and who he was. And that's an amazing thing. But there's a shift that's happened in the culture, he stated. That now we're not just singing about him, but we're singing to him. And lyrics have shifted to not just talk about who God is, but talk to him. For me, I, when I pray, I always go into that melody. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. I just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. And when I sing that melody, I enter into his presence every time. Because it's not about Nathan anymore. It's about him. Jesus, I just want to tell you how much I love you. Guys, thanks for bearing with me today. I love you. We got a lot of exciting stuff coming up. A new single coming out soon. Please stay tuned. A lot of exciting events coming up. Uh, stay tuned on Nathan and Rachel Music. You can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, Nathan and Rachel Music. And we'll keep you posted about where we're going to be and what we're going to be doing. And we're excited. Guys, thanks for listening. I love you. Um, you guys mean so much to me. Having this platform means a lot to me. I'm blessed. God is so good to me. Stay tuned. Have a great day. Calm down. It's all going to be fine. God's going to help you out. I know it's Monday. I know you're exhausted. I know you can't stand the thought of going back into work week. But guess what? There's this beautiful thing created in heaven called music. And when this episode ends in about 60 seconds here, I want you to turn on some music. And don't turn on music that's talking about money or talking about uh, girls or talking about who knows what goodness i'm not even gonna get into it turn on a song about jesus and watch the atmosphere change watch your mindset change and that's what happens because when you begin to sing and when you begin to worship you're not performing an earthly action you've just stepped into a heavenly place i love you guys have a great day we'll see you next week